Praise be Jesus Christ. Slava Jesus Christo. You will cast out demons. But Jesus has willed it so. Name the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So the gospel today is Peter actually speaking to the apostles and the powers that they have to drive away evil from our midst. And of course, the most treasured gifts we have are the holy sacraments, but indeed, they give you power and grace to live a good life and cast out your demons from your own life. Now, I hate to tell you this, but uh, demons are real. They're devils. And they're not your friend. You're a challenge to them. All you baptized, chrismated, people of God who live on the body and blood of the Lord. But he has no power over you because Christ is risen. And you are joined to the risen Lord by these holy sacramental gestures of Jesus Christ. So anyway, when I was in England for two years, it seems like there were devils everywhere and haunted houses everywhere. And I, you know, I was sort of, I thought that was sort of spurious. Uh, but anyway, I didn't come into, I didn't have that problem when I was there anyway. And, uh, but after a while, I realized that pretty well the monarchy in England itself is uh, professedly Christian. But uh, sometimes I don't know for sure how well they practice their faith. I know the royal family does practice their faith. And uh, I know and they have uh, chaplains and they have uh, chaplains to their military units and all these things, just like we do in the United States. We're sort of on the English um, system. We inherited that from them. But there's a lot to be improved, not only in England, but the whole world. Because right now, it seems like people who say they're Christian are causing great upheavals and wars. And I don't have to mention, you know, all of them. You know what's going on in the news. Now, the most, they don't pay much attention to the news. They don't expect the world to be in a good place. And that's why they are an improvement to the world by being the monastery in their prayer life. They're called to improve the world. 
that every Christian is called to improve the world by living the Christian life and giving witness to the gospel. But today's gospel was a charge of the apostles, and they have two of the Feast of the Apostle Barnabas today and his friend, and they were probably apostles of St. Paul. And you know you've all read St. Paul and his uh, unhappiness with the situation in the world. It seems like we're always starting from uh, the first rung, shall we say, on the ladder of divine ascent because we are very much taken up with the world. So anyway, I've been reading about that. It's not a very happy book I'm reading, but it's about the forgotten Catholics that were persecuted during World Wars, especially World War I and II, and how they died for their faith, and the number of saints that came out of that. I remember when we were in seminary, they said, you don't have to wish for martyrdom. You know, we don't just... And in the early church, they sort of did that. But if you're martyred, you should willingly die for Christ. You should willingly witness. I don't see too much witnessing around our United States for Christ. In fact, many churches are on a great decline not our church, thank God. We're not on a decline. We're growing pretty well. But of course, we're an apostolic church that was born in the first four centuries, and we're still doing the same thing. We're not doing something different than we did then. Now, <clears throat> let's talk about how to fight evil. First of all, by becoming a saint yourself. Remember I told you when Bishop Kurt came to talk to the priest, we thought we were going to get some instructions and this and that. His message was, priests must become saints. And witness. And live a holy life. So he wants every, all his priests to be saints. Well, sometimes after you feel about this, well, that's sort of uppity, isn't it, to think that you can become a saint. Because we've been told by the church that, you know, only extremely extraordinary people are going to be saints. And I, don't, I don't think that's the way to teach. All Christians should be saints. All the baptized chrismated should be saints. And we read the lives of saints, and the way they write them, this is an extraordinary person. But I'm sure there have been ordinary saints also. Just people trudging along, doing their duty, working hard, taking care of their families, being a witness to their friends. And I think that they are tending towards sanctity, shall we say, tending towards sanctity. So everybody's called to tend towards sanctity if you go that way. So anyway, I like what the bishop said. Now, 
one of the ways, some of the ways you can tend towards sanctity is having a, a healthy prayer life and a healthy sacramental life and giving witness everywhere you are. It's hard, isn't it? If people use foul language, uh, they live bad lives, they drink excessively, we have a huge problem with uh, drugs among our people, uh, especially our young people. Our young people are sometimes depressed they take their own lives. This all makes the devil happy. But you should do things that make God happy and that will make you happy. Like reading the gospel, understanding the gospel, and giving a devout witness to your neighbor. So, you know, what are people going to say about, well, you know, he's a little different, or she's a little different. And I guess we should be different. We certainly shouldn't be doing what's going on in the world. I think that, um, I think about when I was a young person, I grew up teenage years, 50s and 60s, went to university. Every time I was very happy, I did go to daily liturgy because it was available. It's not always available, and uh, so I could I could walk by our church uh, on my way to junior high school, and then another church, high school. Uh, our church, they had liturgy at 7 a.m. I'd go in and receive, and then I'd be in, in school about eight. When I was in high school. Franciscans had a big church and they had multiple liturgies in their church and uh, I would go in there and receive the holy gifts all these important things why were they important? because it made me live a Catholic life and it made me grow and thank God God saw fit to give me the vocation I've had which is wonderful so you have to place close to these things. When I think about the monks, I think they've come to the monastery to live a very disciplined Catholic life. When I see good marriages, I find out these people are living a disciplined Catholic life. So what do we do when we go out the door? Do we leave our religion in the house? Or do we carry it with us? And do we still live an exemplary Catholic life? We should be doing that. Uh, when I was coming up, I thought it was easier to do that, especially in the East Coast, because the town I lived in was 80% Catholic. And uh, holidays would come, you could hear all the bells ringing in the town. And then you would have a procession. Many times to all the neighboring parishes, the priest would come, and the priest would have a big dinner in the rectory, like for these holidays. 
and that we all saw that. And we felt we were surrounded by Catholicism, holy people. But even in that atmosphere, there were people who got into trouble. There were marriages that got into trouble. There were children who were not living the faith of their family. So I thought, I've been saying this lately to myself, that are we living the faith of our fathers, our great fathers, and our great-grandfathers? Well, not exactly the way they lived it, because they were all in Europe. And but they lived, I, I imagine they lived a pretty good Catholic life, because when they came to America, they built the churches, our Eastern Catholic churches. So they took it pretty serious. I notice now in our society, they build big stadiums and they build, uh, go to athletic events and they want to be entertained. And they don't want to take life as a serious way to enter into the heavenly kingdom. It's a journey. So, I think the journey to heaven is in your heart. The way you worship God and the way you pray, stay close to him, the way you treat your people you love and your neighbor. I think all these things are a matter of the heart. That Christ, God dwells in us, in our heart, and we're nurturing that divine presence by all the good things we do. So in the Gospel today, they're defining for us who the enemy is, actually to the apostles. I think about, I've been reading late, lately, I heard in the monastery the monks talking that the first apostles, they went to, uh, from Jerusalem to Antioch. The first Catholic churches were there, and then finally Alexandria and all these other places, and they spread the faith. And they had a hard time, but they managed with the grace of God to do that. Why I'm telling you that is you may have a hard time. When I was in the military, there was a lot of wrong <coughs> <coughs> things going on. But I knew what I had to do. I was there to set an example for the men and women in the military of being a Christian and a priest. Chapel attendance was pretty good, especially among Catholics. Among the groups, very few people went to chapel until they got in trouble. They'd show up. I'm saying you're in trouble if you're not living a good Catholic life. You're like a sick person. You need to give all the helps that God gives you to live that Catholic life. And you do have an enemy. But don't make the people of your own household your enemy. 
be nice, be prayerful, set a good example, and don't let your children wander off into a wicked world. Not good. So in this other place in the gospel, it says, where your treasure is, there is your heart. And our heart should be the living presence of the living God. And we should take care of him by living and doing the, the gospel life. I read about a lot of people, you know, that uh, the gospel, they read the gospel, and it converted them. So, it should do the same thing to us. But sometimes we become slackers, you know. Don't do that. So, One of the writers, Catholic writers, said this, you can tell a Christian by the way he walks, the way he stands, and he picks things up and holds them in his hands. I guess they were thinking about a gentle Christian. And that is true. Just be gentle with everyone. And the bishop told us, he says, please be gentle. Please be kind. Please let someone who meets you meet Christ again. It's a very simple formula for success. When you meet people, don't be one of the crowd. They're in for the parting and all that. But be Christ amongst us. And edify your family and your friends and your neighbor. And your neighbor will think about you and your religion. Why is he different? Why is she different? It's because the lively presence of Christ in your heart. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.